evening sermon, we turn to the Gospel of John. We read chapter 10, the first 30 verses. John chapter 10. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth a wolf coming, and leaveth the sheep, and fleeth. And the wolf catcheth them, and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he is a hireling, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, among, uh, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of Dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in, is in, in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me, and I will give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I 
and my Father are one. Here ends the scripture reading for tonight. We are going to make confession of our dear congregation. This morning we experienced something of the matchless mercy of the Good Shepherd. The Shepherd who led his people out of Egypt through the wilderness. It's the same Shepherd who leads his people out of sin and in the wilderness of life prepares a table for us. What a glorious thing that is. What matchless mercy he shows in that table with the signs of his love, the signs and seals of his love. This good shepherd constantly cares for each one of his sheep. And his desire is that when he puts a table in front of us, that we would be strengthened, strengthened with power in the inner man, strengthened because we see in those signs and seals realities of his love and of his mercy and of his care for us, strengthened by what he did On our behalf, he suffered for us so that we might enjoy life and, yes, eternal life and might have it more abundantly. Strengthened so that by the fact that this shepherd, this good shepherd, is also the blessed Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, who lay down his life for the sheep. And this afternoon we reflect on that. His gracious care, and as we reflect and rise from the Lord's Supper, it's always good to think about uh, looking back. What has he done for me? Looking back to the cross, yes, but also how has he shepherded me? How has he led me to this very moment? Each step of our lives is marked out with gracious care. And as we look back and, and rejoice in his gracious provision, we look back and, and give him all the glory and rejoice in him uh, who is worthy to receive all our honor and praise and adoration. But we also, as we rise from the table, we look forward, don't we? And sometimes when we look forward, we, we can easily be gripped with fears or, or the unknown. We just started a new year and, and the future is unknown. And some of you uh, are, are struggling with, with health issues and, and, and difficulties and trials or doubts and fears. And, and we, we look around in this world. I mentioned it this morning too. Micah's world was dark. Our world is dark. Not to be pessimistic. But, but, but it is simply the truth. Because many are not following the good shepherd. And as we don't know the future... We need to keep in mind who's going before us. Who's going to to go before us in all the unknowns, in all the uncertainties? It's our shepherd, our good shepherd. And we need to remember how he led us all the way to this point and how he therefore never forsakes the work of his own hands. We start with that so often, don't we? He never forsakes the work of his own hand. It's not just a sentence. It's a truth. It's a reality. And this afternoon then, and for every step for the future, um, he calls us to do one thing. He says, I go before. But also, he says, now, listen to my voice. Hear my voice and follow me. Follow me. And if you are... His sheep. 
And is, if he is your shepherd, what can go wrong? What can go wrong? Nothing. He constantly, faithfully cares for his sheep. And that's what we, why we turn to John to examine that. John 10, verses 27 through 29 is our text. There we read God's word, our text. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of of my father's hand. So our theme is the shepherd's gracious or constant, rather constant care. First of all, we look at the sheep's pleasure and then at the shepherd's provision and then at the shepherd's protection. The sheep's pleasure, shepherd's provision, and the shepherd's protection. As we reflect this afternoon, first of all, on the sheep's pleasure, uh, you, you have noticed when we read the chapter, when we started at verse 1, that there was this context of division. And the division is about the good shepherd's words. There are people who say about Jesus who has a devil. We read it, didn't we? He's mad or insane. And uh, some say that you should stop, listen, stop listening to him. And others are impressed what Jesus is able to do, miracles. And he opened the eyes of a blind man. And, and they wonder, who is able to do this? And, and, and so there is this division going on. And it's basically when it, it boils down to this. Who is this Jesus? Who is this man who speaks all these, these words and does all these miracles? Who is he? And so on the Feast of Dedication during the winter, um, we see some Jews come to Jesus and want to know. And, and, and they're basically saying, Jesus, who are you? Tell us, just plainly. Verse 24, Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. You know what the answer was of the Lord Jesus? The answer was simply this. Now watch what I'm doing. Does it kind of look like the Father's deeds? Look at what I am doing. Whose works are those? Don't they look much like the works of God? And then he, he comes and, and he penetrates and he comes as he always does. And he's knowing the hearts of the people that came to him and the hearts that were unbelieving in this context. And, and, and he says, you know what your problem is. You don't believe. You're not of my sheep. Sobering words, right? Sobering words. Which the good shepherd spoke. And he knew exactly what the, what the problem was in the, in the people's hearts. There are people who can uh, doubt about Jesus. Why? Some people doubt because they've never heard the voice of the good shepherd. I hope it's different for you here tonight. Some people doubt about the Lord Jesus. Is this real? Is this really true? Can I trust the Scriptures? Can I trust Jesus? Because they've never learned to follow yet. They've never come to trust in Him. 
You see, there's always this division. And you, you read the Gospels. It's happening constantly. Where Jesus comes, there's either you're for him or against him. And this morning, as I referred to earlier in the other message as well, is, is there, there, there's always, the, in the Word of God, there, when it's preached or when there is the Lord's Supper, we see this. It is this vision in the congregation. Those who confess to know the Lord Jesus and say, Yes, yes, I am a sheep of the Good Shepherd. By God's grace, all His works, praise God, I've heard his voice. I want to follow him. But there are those who say, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if he's my shepherd. I, I don't know. Maybe some even say, well, I'm not his sheep. I haven't heard his voice. My friend, if, if that's you tonight, I want to speak to you. Because the reflection service always comes reflects not only just on the, the glories of, of those who have come to saving faith, but it's also about the seriousness, the seriousness of being unto, unconverted and confessing that. That's a serious confession. If you say, I don't know him, I don't belong to him, I, I, I'm still a goat, not a sheep. Think about it for a moment and let it sink in for a moment. What does that mean for your future? If you don't repent, there's going to be a judgment day when he will separate his sheep from his goats. And with such a confession, you, you say, and I say it in love, for your soul. You're saying, I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to meet Jesus. I'm not ready to, for judgment. And so I want to call you in love. There is a good shepherd Come to him. Call upon him. Say, Lord, teach me to follow. And make me hear thy voice. Otherwise, what does Psalm 49 say? It speaks about the shepherd. But it's not a pretty shepherd. Death their shepherd, they their sheep, and he within his fold will keep. We sing that sometimes. Eternal death. Serious. That's serious. If Christ is not your shepherd tonight, and you will be kept in a horrible fold unless you repent. A horrible fold with a horrible shepherd. Death and hell, Satan. But Jesus says in this chapter to such people that are here tonight, or listening in perhaps, he says, I still have other sheep that are not of my fold yet. I must call them. They will hear my voice. And I pray that tonight would be the first time that you hear his voice. And that he makes you part of his flock. Will you not call on him? Will you not call upon him and say, Lord, make me one of your sheep? There's no better shepherd. There's no better shepherd. I said it's always an imperfect division that, that comes when, when we celebrate the Lord's Supper also with the Word. Because there might be someone who know the voice of the shepherd, who have a desire to follow, but, but you were simply stuck. There's sheep that 
cannot help themselves and, 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 and they stray away from the Lord and they, they struggle and they get stuck in sin. Stuck somewhere, maybe struggling. I don't know. If that's your case, then what do you need? You need the voice of the good shepherd. No, not only that. You need a voice. You need the power of the shepherd, and you need to know his hand, and you need to know to, and that he comes to you and speaks, as it were, with your name, and comes and rescues you out of your misery, and, and, and shows you the glories of the gospel once again. Call you by your name, my dear sheep. Come, come unto me. This is not the way. I'm the way. You know, this is such a tender shepherd. He's such a beautiful shepherd, the good shepherd. Remember, uh, he left the ninety and nine, and he went for that one lost sheep. And when he found it, he took it, and he laid it upon his mighty shoulders and brought it back to the fold. That, that's the shepherd. That's the good shepherd. A tender and beautiful shepherd. He loves to do that. And then he sometimes, if we listen to Isaiah 40, what does he do with these little lambs? He carries them in his bosom, close to his heart, so that they hear the, the heartbeat of his love once again. And know, this is my shepherd. This is love. Amazing love. What a shepherd he is. If you, if, if you, if you struggle with these, don't you want to have him as your shepherd? I said the division is imperfect because there might be those among us this morning, God knows, who are confessing to be sheep, but, but, but there's a problem in their life. When you watch their lives, there's a problem because they don't listen to the Good Shepherd and they don't follow the Good Shepherd. In their real, yes, they make this confession, but 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 they, you can see that change very well in their lives. I'm not talking about those who who, who struggle and, and and complain and and repent and say, "Oh Lord, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek Thy servant, for I do not forget Thy commandments. I, I want I want to follow. I I want to do what is right. No, I'm not talking about those. Those are sheep. Those desire the vo- to hear the voice. Those desire to obey his and follow. But, but I'm, I'm talking about those whose, whose, whose mouth confess and their lives don't show. Unwilling to listen and unwilling to obey and unwilling to f- follow him. Uh, that is deception. Then you are deceiving yourself. And I say it again out of love. So that you would flee tonight to the good shepherd. And you would hear his voice. And may it be with power so, so that you are drawn to the good shepherd. And he brings you, also bringing you upon his shoulders back to the fold tonight. You know, what does our text say? There's two marks, two marks of a, of a sheep. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Uh, but, but the two marks I want to fo- focus on is this. They hear my voice, and they follow me. Spurgeon called it like this. They have an ear mark. 
They hear my voice. It's the delight, the pleasure. That's why I call this thought the pleasure of the sheep, the sheep's pleasure. It's the pleasure of the sheep to hear and listen to the voice of of the good shepherd. There's nothing more that gives us joy to hear the voice of the good shepherd. And I don't know if you've ever seen a shepherd call sheep forth, maybe in Scotland or if you traveled or, or somewhere else. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful to see. Uh, when the shepherd comes out and he calls his sheep and they are all scattered over, over the valleys and the hills and, and as soon as they hear the voice of, the good shepherd, of their own shepherd, they will come running, running to the shepherd with excitement. Because they think he's going to feed us. He's going to be good for taking care of us. And Luther said it like this. I quote, This lovely, delightful picture you may, if you wish, sheave for yourself among sheep. When a, shepherd, a stranger calls, whistles, entices, Come sheep, come sheep, it runs and flees. And the more you call, the more it runs, as if a wolf were after it. For it knows not the stra- strange voice. But where the shepherd makes himself heard a little, they all run to him, for they know his voice. This is how a true Christian should do. Hear no voice but their shepherds. Christ, as he himself says. So Christ calls and speaks to his sheep. And they hear and obey his voice. Not just hear, but the the word in Hebrew for for, for, Christ. for obey or for listen is the same Hebrew word that is used for obedience. So it's listening in order to obey. That's what Jesus is saying. So, so pay attention to his voice so that you might learn to live in a life of obedience. That's what it means to be a sheep of the good shepherd. Feed on his words. Receive his words in our hearts by faith and treasure his words. Love his words. Rejoice in his words. So, dear congregation, have you, have you heard his voice this morning when you were sitting around the table or when we were listening to his word together uh, during the sermon or now, even, even now? And, and when you hear his word... Uh, do you come away with new resolve and desire? I want to follow this shepherd. I want to be obedient to this shepherd. He is so gracious. He is so good. Do you want to come? Do you come away from the Lord's Supper with new courage and new zeal to follow Him? And you say, "Well, I have crosses to bear, but I will take up my cross. I will bear my cross joyfully, and I will follow after my Savior, who suffered so deeply. I will take it up." Follow him, and he will he will lead me to those green pastures of his word. He will feed my soul until I one day will enjoy glory, where he will be the shepherd, as we heard this morning, leading us to those glorious waters, living waters. I will feed on what he has done for me. I will follow him wherever he leads me. Is that what? What you desire after the Lord's Supper? I will listen to his voice. I want, Lord, give me more obedience. And I want to follow. Follow him. That's the footmark. That's obedience to God's word. Listening in order to obey. 
so think about the voices in your life listening in order to obey you don't want to follow someone else so are you perhaps I hope not are you perhaps listening to certain strange voices that lead you astray there's so many voices out there these days that just give you a message of self-improvement TED Talks or YouTube influence or whatever. Uh, uh, politicians say, they, 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 I'm, I'm promising the promised land. No. Jesus, he promises you the promised land. There's voices out there that want you to lead you astray, and you know it. You know it. There's lies that, that can lead us astray. And oh, you want to listen in order to obey, to follow him, to listen to his voice. Lies, sins, temptations, materialism, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Or the voice of Satan that wants to to accuse you. No, you you can be a Christian. Put downs, accusations. Listen to your shepherd's voice as you rise from the table and, and resolve tonight as well. I will follow him. I will listen to him and him alone. And, 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 and Lord, please, please, Lord, teach me obedience, holy reverence, true humility. I want to know the good shepherd and, avo- and follow him faithfully. When you look at the shepherd... What a shepherd he is. Think about his heart. His heart beats with love. His heart beats with care for you. His heart, he says it himself, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Learn of me that I am meek and lowly. There you have it. A meek and lowly heart. A gentle heart. A heart that invites you to come again and again, even when you have messed up again. Jesus is a shepherd full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Not just plain truth, hard facts to condemn. No, grace and truth. He came to lay down his life for the sheep. He he cares. It's his it's our pleasure, if you're a sheep tonight, to know him, to see his beauty, to, to delight yourself in, in, his, in, in his glory as, as the one who is with us, God, man, Emmanuel, as the one who you want to honor, who you want to obey, who you want to follow. Yes, there is times that we are out of step with the Lord Jesus. You remember one day, Peter, he, was, uh, he had just made that confession, and, and, and he was so full of zeal, and then, and then he runs ahead of the Lord Jesus. He stops following, and, and he says, Lord Jesus, the cross-bearing? No, I don't like that. No, never. And Jesus needs to say, Peter, wait a moment. Now you are going the way of Satan. You, you, that, that's not right, Peter. Come back. Follow. Go behind. Not, not, not ahead of me. There's times that, that he needs to do that. That's a good shepherd. But it is our pleasure that when we are in our, in our right place again, then to follow. To follow him. 
If any man will come after me, after me, behind me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Follow me. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. So we say, don't we want to say tonight in reflection, wherever he goes or leads, there I will go. Whatever he says, that's what I want to do. And whatever he gives, that's what I want to enjoy. Is that your pleasure tonight, dear believer? As you rise from the supper to follow him, to enjoy his provision? And that brings us to our second thought here. Because we skipped a little sentence in verse 27. Did you notice? That tiny sentence tells us something precious about the Lord's provision. What is this sentence? And I know them. Think about it. Christ, the good shepherd, I know you. I know you. I know you. I know my sheep. And, and, and literally, in the Greek, it says, I myself know them. It's emphasized. I myself. The good shepherd, I know you. I know my sheep. Do you see this knowledge of Christ about us and, and about our circumstances, about our lives and all our troubles and trials is very personal. He knows you. He knows you through and through. I'm the good shepherd. Verse 14. And I know my sheep and am known of my... It's, it's personal knowledge, but it's also together. He, he knows you. You know him. Fellowship. How precious. How precious. And maybe there is someone who struggles with this question. Do I really know him? And maybe you're accused or struggling. And, and, and sometimes you wonder, did I really hear his voice? Or am I making this up? Does he show me that he knows me by his voice? Or does he not? Well, let me ask this question. When you come to church or you listen to a sermon or you, you, you read your, the Bible and, 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 or you do your devotions or, or you... Does he sometimes show you that he knows you? That he knows very specifically what you need that day. Those words providentially bring them to, your, to you and, and applying them with power to your, to your, to your, to your soul. And you can say, whatever, maybe you might struggle with, uh, with assurance, but, but if that's happening, that's how he shows that he knows you. Very personal. Can't you see in your life and look back and say, well, I prayed this prayer, and look what the Lord did for me. Miserable sinner as I am, and struggler as I am, maybe. He listened to me. He knows me. This is very personal knowledge. Secondly, it's very penetrating knowledge. When there's times that we go astray and he knows you, he will bring you back to conviction, conviction of sin. He will point out your sins. He will bring you back to that place of brokenheartedness, 
you heard about last week and we, we, we thought about this morning as well. You know, this is the good shepherd. Think about it when that little shepherd boy was still in the field, David. And um, his brothers were together and, and Samuel was sent to, to anoint this one of the sons of Jesse. And he looked at it and he thought, wow, this, is, this looks good with the first one. But now, the Lord saw something different. He sees not as man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. You see, the, the, the knowledge of, of God, of, of Jesus, of the Good Shepherd is really penetrating. He knows all about you. He doesn't look just about the outward. No, no, no. He goes right to the heart. And therefore, David needed to come. And then David came, came, the little shepherd boy, forgotten all. He looked at the heart. And there's a man after God's own heart. I, the Lord, Jeremiah says, I, the Lord, searched the heart. I tried the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. You see, that? It's, not, it's not only precious, precious personal knowledge, but it's also penetrating knowledge. He knows all about you and all about me. It's perfect knowledge. That's the next thing. Think about Psalm 190, also penned by David, shepherd's boy. He begins with these words, Thou hast searched me and know me. And every child of God says, I'm so thankful that the Lord knows me better than I do myself. I know you. The Lord has searched me and known me. He knows, he knows all about me. When I sit down, when I rise up, when I, when I lay myself down in the evening, my, my thoughts, he knows them from afar. He knows them all, all the troubles. He's the all-knowing good shepherd. He knows what is hidden. He knows what, what, what others don't know. He knows every word before you speak it. Good shepherd. It's the good shepherd who knows you. And to think about that, that his eye is upon you. David said that in, in the psalm there, Psalm 139, he laid his hand upon me. He hems me in before and behind. And, and this, this knowledge, before I think anything, he knows it already. Before it's on my lips. He knows all about it. This knowledge is too wonderful for me. That, that, that the good shepherd, God himself, knows about me. Knows about me. His eyes upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I cannot attain to it, he says. I cannot grasp it. It's beyond me. That the God of the universe would look upon me. How precious. He knows all about me. It's precious knowledge. Also, think about it this way. This good shepherd just says also in this chapter that he laid down his life for me. The value of his blood, the value of his sacrifice, how precious that is to us. He knows us in that way too. I lay down my life for you, the sheep. How comforting. 
This is care. This is, this is constant care. This is eternal care. Care that never stops. And it brings us to our next line in the text. It says in verse 28, And I give unto them eternal life. Think about it. I give. You don't need to do anything for it. It's a gift. The good shepherd gives. He loves to provide. I give unto them life. That's precious. No, that's not what he says. I give unto them eternal life. Eternal life. Life that never ends. That's how he cares for you. That's how he provides for you. Life in his presence forever. Life in his favor. That's, That's amazing. He know you, provides for you with perfect knowledge and provision. Provision that never ends. This is eternal life, John 17, the prayer of the high priest, the high priestly prayer of Christ. This is eternal life that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast. To, to know him is eternal life. If you say it, Tonight, I know him and he knows me. I know his voice. That means you, li- you are living eternally, already. Life, eternal life has started from the very start. When you heard his voice for the first time, eternal life started all the way back there. And, and, and when you, as, as a little lamb, and, uh, took some wobbly steps in the Christian life, he knew about you. He knew about you. The eternal life started right there. Already, already. And now you're following. And, and, and you're hearing his voice. And, and eternal life has started. I've, I've come that they might have life and might have it more abundantly. Eternal life. It, it, it will grow and will become greater and more glorious. We, we go to, from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Eternal life. Eternal life. Let it sink in, for, sink in for a moment. This is amazing. What a precious gift. A life that is lived for... No death. No death. And one day we will see our shepherd. When he leads us to those living waters we heard about this morning. When he wipes away those tears. When, when it's all done. When the lamb that lay down his life for the sheep will be shepherding us in heaven. You see, here you see his meek and lowly heart again. He serves. He feeds. He leads. He guides. One day in heaven, he still will be doing that. Serving his children. And, and, And until we get there... All the mountaintops and all the valleys he goes before you. He protects you. He provides for you. He brings you to the green pastures and the still waters where your soul is refreshed. How glorious. Till you reach that place. Why? How can he do that? Well, that brings us to a last thought. The shepherd, shepherd protects us. The shepherd's protection. 
You know, if if you know your own heart a little bit, and you see the sin that still indwells you, and you see the world around you, and you see the temptations, and you, you fear the temptations... There's times that, that the sheep really wanders and says, oh, Lord, will I ever make it to heaven? Will I reach that place, a glorious place when, when the table will be before me and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever? Will I ever be there? And you look at your enemies, your sin and, and, and the temptations and, and all those things, maybe even the lack of power to overcome a certain sin. And you can listen to the voice of Satan. You can listen to the voice of your anxious heart. Yes, that too. You can listen to the the voices in this dark world. And you can think, what is going to happen? You can be fearful. And you can focus on all the wrong voices. And maybe even that, maybe some of us struggle. We now live in freedom and what if persecution would break out? Would I be able to stand? And you worry. There's, there's so many things that we can worry about, can we? Whose voice are you listening to? Is that the voice of the Good Shepherd? No, it's not. It's your own voice or the voices, or the voices around you. You need to focus on his word, on the word of his Good Shepherd. What does he say? He says, I'm going before you. I'm leading the way. I will guide you from day to day, from week to week, from hour to hour, from second to second, really, from decade to decade, however, however long we live. He assures you of his protection. Listen to our text. How it says in verse 20B, 28b, And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Did you hear that? That's glorious. But you say, well, when I hear that word perish, I sometimes think, oh, I will one day perish. What an awful word that is. One day, David said, the shepherd, right? He said, one day will I perish at the hands of Saul. One day I will perish. That's what God's people at times can say. But that's not listening to the voice of the good shepherd. That's listening to sin and unbelief and the things that happen to us. Trouble, sickness perhaps. No, you need to come to his table. You need to feed where he leads you, to the, to the word of God. You need to come away from this table and say, I, I will follow him and I will trust his protection. Didn't he show you in the signs and seals of his love this morning? Didn't he show you in the wounded hand and the wounded side? that he wanted to go so deep to protect you, to save you, that he wanted to stoop down all the way to the cross and all the way die for you. If he is willing to do that, will he not protect you all the way? They shall never perish, our text says. What a promise. What a glorious promise. 
Because of his wounds, because of his salvation, because of, of, of his dying, he can say this to you. And they shall never perish. And the, word, the English words, the language really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't convey what it says here in the Greek. There is, they use a double negative, which is basically saying they will, the word is never, uh, means basically not eternally. And, and so there's, there's all these negatives heaped up one to another. So let me try to put it in words, kind of. What Jesus is saying here is, they shall not, they shall not perish. No, not eternally. That's the protection of the good shepherd. They shall not, they shall not perish. No, not eternally. So you can sing along with... With, the, with, with Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. He leads me. He feeds me. He guides me. They shall not perish. No, not eternally. Can't you say tonight with Newton, Through many dangers, toils, and snares I have already come. It was grace that brought me thus far. Safe thus far. And grace will lead me home. You may trust your good shepherd that that he will lead you all the way home. Because Jesus says that in these words, they shall not, they shall not perish. No, not eternally. And to bring even more assurance to this promise, Jesus says, Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Those are the pierced hands of Jesus. The precious pierced hands of Jesus. No one will ever pluck any of his children and his sheep out of his hands. And if that is not enough, verse 29, For still fearful sheep, he says this, my Father, which gave them me, the sheep, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. What do you have to fear? If you're in the hands of Jesus, I've graven you in the palm of my hands. I've died for you. If you fear that it's not sufficient that Jesus is holding you and the Father is holding you too, you're in a double grip. This morning we heard he could justly keep hold, uh, take hold of, of, of the wrath of God and, 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 and leave it upon us. But he loved to open his hand. And now tonight we hear And he loves with that hand to grip you. Grip you in such a way that he will never, ever, ever, ever let you go. Double grip. In the hands of the Father. In the hands of the Savior. Oh, are we not far too fearful? Jesus says tonight, My dear sheep, 
you will never, no, never, no, never perish for eternity. Too often, we deal with God like, like this illustration and with that A close. Too often we deal with, with, with a God like this. We think, okay, here's a father and a son, and they're walking along the railroad track. And, and, um, and the father says, uh, hold, hold on to my hand. Hold on to my hand. Hold on tightly. Uh, because if you let go and, and a train would come, uh, you could be killed. And that's not what this text is saying. No, it's completely different. Yes, there are all these different dangerous situations out there. But the father says, son, little son, give me daughter. Give me your hand. And the father takes his hand. And he says, I will hold on to you forever. I will take care of you. I will protect you. I will not let you go. That's what God is saying through his word. He says, fearful one, give me your hand. Follow me. Listen to me. And no one will able be, be able ever to snatch you out of my hand. You're secure. You're protected. Eternally secure. So let me ask this question in closing. Is this good shepherd, your shepherd, oh, what a happy sheep you can be. But if this shepherd is not your shepherd tonight, what a miserable sheep you are. As long as you remain outside of his tender care, outside of his fold. But he's still able to change you. He still seeks and saves those who are lost. He calls tonight again. And he still is a gentle shepherd that brings the lost upon his shoulders back to the fold. And make no mistake. However miserable you may feel yourself, when you lay upon his shoulders, even maybe when you lay upon his shoulders and say, I've wasted my life such a long time. Make no mistake, there will be joy in heaven when one sinner repents and one sinner is found by this good shepherd. Amen. Let's pray. O tender shepherd, shine from above, shine from the cherubim, and let thy face shine upon us in mercy, in love, in care, constant care, eternal care. Assure us of the promises. Help us to live in a way that honors thee. Also, when we rise from the Lord's Supper, to hear thy voice, to obey thy voice, to follow, to know thee, to have fellowship with thee to not listen to other voices, but to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. Tenderly care for us, Lord, as we rise from the supper. If there is those who have never heard the beautiful voice of Jesus Christ yet, call them out. Bring them into the fold. Restore their soul alongside the, 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 the quiet waters 
for thy name's sake. And in thy name we pray. Amen.